What's going on, people of the world? We are live. It's the Reap the Harvest podcast slash show slash game-changing movement. What's going on, Matt Tack? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Can't complain at all. Can't complain at all. Staying busy, getting lots of content out into the world, helping people, you know, see things from the right perspective and move in the right direction, man. I think it's cool what we're doing. Today, you wanted to talk about teaching what we know and reproducing what we are and who we are. And Mm -hmm. if we're moving in the right direction, then we're going to be having the right people around us, the right information around us. And so I think it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Feliz Viernes. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, super excited. Uh, super excited to put out some content today and talk a little bit more about about teach what we know, reproduce who we are. Um, and uh, I think it's just so important. Uh, I was listening to a John Maxwell podcast, so he's one of my mentors. Um, I just really dive into his teaching. Uh, and I think it's, you know, you. I think it's just important overall to just put a lot of positive positive reinforcement in your mind. Um, I told my guys this week that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you have to establish uh, something bigger than yourself. I was in a call even this morning um, with one of my really good friends of, about establishing something that's even bigger, bigger than yourself, something that that ultimately like, you it's, it's hard to even visualize. Um, but like you got to you got to put it into words. You got to uh, you got to you got to make something that is is not about and I, I always say this in every one of them that isn't like it isn't about the temporary things i say this actually quite a bit but put put your happiness in temporary things um your happiness will be temporary and uh one of the things that i've just been you know seen in my life as far as like diving into mentors is really just like an involvement of my mindset overall and uh some of the things that even this week i, I think it might be, might have been even a little bit of a refresher um, but you know, John Maxwell was talking about, we teach what we know and we reproduce who we are. And one of the other things that he said was, um, you know, it, there, there's different times in life that where you're ready to be a student. So I, I was just thinking back and reflecting of when, when I'm like, man, could I have been taught the same things today when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old? And I'm looking at some of these kids that are actually, that are that I would say that are like almost my colleagues and same type of uh, real estate industry. I mean, I was talking to a guy, um, an, an investor the other day in Rhode Island, uh, really cool guy. I've just been having really transparent, really, really good conversations with people as I go through um, this capital raise. And the, you know, the one thing that came out was, man, there's, there's kids like 23, 24 years old with the, the same, like the same vision, the same mentality that, that I have. Right. And I'm 34, right. I'm 10 years older than them. And they just have this really good mindset of like where they're going and, and, and they have their purpose and their why already established as kid in Texas, 24 years old, um, originally from Michigan in my hometown and, uh, and just doing some big things. And uh, I go back and to something that actually uh, Tim Brod said. I don't know if he grabbed it from somebody else, but you thinking thinks and thinking dollars make dollars, right? Thinking thousands make thousands. Thinking millions make millions. Thinking hundreds of millions make hundreds of millions. You think uh, you think um, um, Jeff Bezos? Uh, you know, he just collected. I think as of January, he collected about twenty-four billion um, to his uh, to his portfolio. Do you think that when he was in his garage, he was thinking, "Oh, you know, I'm am just going to fight another day to make another dollar." 
you know? No, that dude had a way bigger vision that was outside of himself that was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to teach people just what I know. I'm going to read reproduce people that are that are me right and he's reproduced people a lot and created a a massive fan base and a crazy culture uh that's that's really cool that uh he's reproducing right and he's created he's made an impact on the world that quite honestly is just you can't think uh in terms of just uh of just your garage and just your surroundings right i'm in my office space uh right now which technically you know it's it's a it it's I guess it could be a converted garage. We call it a mother-in-law suite down here, but I love it because it's close to my house. My babies can come out and see me. Um, you know, everything that I do is pretty much virtual and then I have to fly around and meet people. But uh, I just think it's amazing. And quite honestly, this is this is my, you know, what I consider my homestead, my reflecting room where I plan on, you know, creating something that's much bigger than myself. You know, I don't have a really big team. Um, I have about eight people that uh, I call my team members. And uh, my main focus is uh, establishing their why very early on. Um, of and, and every time I like meet somebody, they're kind of like, "What? Like, what are you asking me? Like, no, dude, I, I like I can't remember what I ate yesterday or even what I wore yesterday. I'm not thinking what uh, I'm, I'm where I'm going to be at in five years. But like one of my first questions that I ask uh, my team members is like, "Look, where where do you want to be in five years?" And it forces them to think of a bigger purpose, a bigger why that they they have to figure out right you have to think of something a little bit bigger than yourself uh you have to think of something like outside oh where do i want to be in 10 years or where do i want to be in five years yeah i want to have like a million dollars in the bank well how are you going to get a million dollars in the bank and for what purpose right how is that going to make you happy like what pursuit of happiness because we we all are really going we're, we're pursuing uh we're really not pursuing money right because m- money doesn't create happiness it's all about you know the pursuit of love peace and joy and that that pursuit of love peace and joy what does that bring you and it's different across the board uh a why you establish and it's so important to establish your why uh very early on because my pursuit of love peace and joy is much different than pat's it's much different and and, and it could be right your pursuit of love a purpose a love peace and joy could be where I need to have $10 million in the bank to be happy. And if that truly makes you happy, man, by all means, go put $10 million in your bank account. I don't think it's going to last very long, but uh, that's it. Go ahead, Batman. You got something to say? Well, what I was going to say is that uh, I think that, like you said, success, happiness, all that stuff is different for each person. And um, reproducing what we are is kind of an interesting concept. I didn't really think about that until... Um, I typed it into the box for the show, but you know, that's kind of where I started to see a lot of change in my life and a lot of happiness in my life was using my technical skills and my ability to just put myself in front of an audience that I've been doing since a young age to help other people do it. And now people like Matt are out there helping people have a have a positive impact on people and have a positive day by putting out a positive message and i mean when we first started talking about even doing this planting the seeds of positivity on the internet to you know reap the harvest of you accelerating as a personal development leader and as a content creator online i mean it was kind of an iffy conversation but i saw in you the ability to reproduce what I 
put out into the world, which is positivity in a different way, in the Matt Tack way. And that's what we're doing today. And I think it's amazing that we have these tools and we have this opportunity. And I think when you were talking about the younger generations, uh, they have access to tools that we didn't have access to 10 years ago. When I was in digital audio production school, you know, uh, 10, 15, over 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago, these tools were so expensive. A lot of people didn't have access to it. You had to be NBC or Universal or ESPN to be broadcasting worldwide at 1130 in the morning. Now we can hop on these tools that are accessible for us and do that. And we can teach what we know and we can reproduce what we are and we can help other people make a difference in the world and i think that if you focus on finding that information online that's what you're going to be downloading into your head but if you focus on all the other negative stuff that's online that's easily accessible too well then that's what you're going to be downloading into your head that's what you're going to be talking about and guess what your results are going to be not so hot And so we're trying to advocate for people to get the right information, get around the right people and surround yourself with people that are seeking knowledge. That's going to help them level up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, Couldn't agree more. Uh, We had one of our meetings this morning too. And I just want to let you know, because man, I love being, I love feedback. I love being vulnerable as a leader. I love to tell guys what, what I, um, what I need to work on the most. And uh, I think that's just such imperative, like a reproducing the part of reproducing what you are is part of that vulnerability. I said in a past episode, vulnerability is going to be your biggest strength. Um, and it's allow you redefine your definition of failure when you do that. Uh, kudos to Sarah Blakely on that one. Love that one. I uh, love listening to her, man. She's uh, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, she's um, good. And have gotten a couple people onto her podcast and uh, with Tony Robbins, it, that was a, like just phenomenal hearing her. But um, that redefinition of uh, or re- redefining your definition of failure. And uh, the one thing that I, I was just vulnerable to my guys this morning is like, dudes, like I when I get into meetings um, and I I'm being super intentional about this, but it's active listening. Like active listening is so key. It's so key across the board. And it's something that actually I saw like almost as uh, uh, a like a kind of a hard spot in my marriage too, as far as like just getting in and digging into my wife as far as active, actively listening, because I'm always trying to like it's it i have good a good by good side and a bad side but like when i try to multitask i'm like diving into the message or i'm on that phone call and uh we were on a family walk the other day and i had a business partner actually call me up and so i'm um and that's my time that's supposed to be my time that i dedicate to my kids right i'm in a meeting i should not be taking that call and uh the uh I wasn't, that that was part of like the active listening to to my wife, right? I was like that, Hey, like you're not supposed to be in this call. And then I'm I'm in there for like five or 10 more minutes. So I was just thinking of that. And then uh, I was on a call last night and uh, I told, I told the guys, I was like, dude, I, I am sorry. I just cut you off. I am. And I, I verbalized it. I am really trying to work on that because I want somebody to finish their complete thought their complete sentence. I want to absorb that information. And then I want to regurgitate my thoughts as far as how I respond to it. So I'm really trying to be an active listener, just sit and re-listen and reflect. And I think that's an important part of like reproducing who I am, right? As a leader, I want people to listen to me, but I want them to actively absorb like what I'm trying to give them as information. 
And then I'm also trying to like get as much information out of them. Sometimes, uh, hey, my buddy Ryan, what's up, baby boy? Uh, so active listening is such a key part for me um, in really developing and cultivating relationships and that trust factor across the board. Uh, and so that's where I, that's just the huge vulnerability factor. But I want to I want that to be reproduction into the way people might, you know, my one of my team members, obviously, he's prospecting. He's on the he's on the dialer. I told him major part of that is active listening, hearing what you know people are saying, what they need. Um, the Miami sub, baby. <laughs> Love that. So uh, so it's just part of that process is really going through that and uh, being an active listener, being attentive to what people are saying. I know that's really been a huge point in my relationship and my marriage, which is obviously you all know is so completely important to me. Um, It's my purpose. It's my why. Um, I believe God has just created my wife for me. Um, I rely on her actually quite a bit um, and her feedback is important to me. So I want to actively listen to that. And uh, I think that's going to be a play a major part of like who I am and my role as a dad too. Um, You know, another piece is, uh, is just being able to apologize when when I'm in the wrong. I, I'm apologizing to a three-year-old, right? I'm apologizing to a two-year-old, maybe in the way I react. So that's part of like an active listening skill set is I want them to know that, hey, like, I'm sorry the way I reacted. And I want, I want to, to be able to hear them out, you know? I want them to be able to verbalize. I almost talk to them like they're a, like a 15 or even a 17-year-old, but I want them to be able to, hey, like, just talk, listen to me. Like, I'm here to listen to you. Um, if you could tell me, like, what are your thoughts? thoughts? What are your feelings right now? Um, and I think asking questions is so, so important and something that, uh, I just took notes on, right. I plan for these sessions. Um, one of the biggest parts I, I don't try to hop on, I listen to a ton of podcasts so that I can provide content, um, you know, to all the listeners out there that actually are coming in. And I have plenty of mentors that are feeding into my life. I just want to let you know too, that like I call a mentor, somebody, maybe even a person that I've, I've never met personally. Right. Um, they can be mentors. And that's something that Pat was even talking about in this digital age where like the CNBCs and the Foxes 10 years ago had access to this. We have access to this free, right? And I just dive into podcasts because I want to be putting in my mind as much information that I possibly can on leadership. I think leadership is almost hinged on everything across the board. And if you can lead well, you can reproduce well. And so that's uh, that's one thing that I try to build in my mind over and over again is how I can how I can be an active listener, how I can lead well, constantly be putting information in my mind so that I can provide value and content um, on, on platforms like this, right? Um, to everyone that, you know, as I, as I build up more of a following that I, I'm providing you really, really valuable content as far as what I'm feeding into my mind. Um, and uh, so, yeah, man, I don't know. You got anything to build onto that, Pat? I know uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna provide some good content today, and well, I want to. Yeah, I think that I think that back to square one. It's just what what you put into your head is just as important as anything else. I think we see these guys. I've been on a lot of interviews with people recently, uh, just talking about success in general. And the people that I run into that are the most successful with their family and the most successful with their mindset and the most successful with their daily regimen and all these little things that we don't really talk about very often are the people that have the most success in business, that have the highest sales, that are the 
the happiest, that have the best uh, relationship with their wives because they've got all the other stuff down, the working out and the schedule and the staying on task and all these different areas. And so what that does is that creates a nice, you know, circle, a nice flow Mm -hmm. for them to live in. And I think if you're not living in a flow and everything's chaotic and I mean, there's going to be a touch of chaos anyway, regardless business is up in the air a lot. And especially right now with what we're dealing with, with Mm. people being shut out and forced out of work, being told to stay home, being told to adhere to a different type of schedule, a different type of lifestyle. Um, And we are relying more and more and more on these digital tools. It's imperative and it's essential to have a certain type of task list each day that you're getting into that you're reproducing for you so that you can go out and put out the best possible product of yourself to Mm. the world because you are a product now there's no doubt about it personal branding and Mm. that stuff is it's taking over if you watched the super bowl this year i don't know we talked about this maybe on another episode if you watched the super bowl this year it was almost not as much about the companies selling you anything as it was a person selling you something like the rock or pitbull or this person or that person or the other person we were talking more about people than we Mm -hmm. were the coca-cola polar bears so if yeah. you're if you're not focusing on getting your personal stuff together in your personal lane and in your mm-hmm. life outside of everything else, then I think that if you bring if there's chaos there, there's going to be chaos everywhere. So it goes For back sure. into this. If you can lead yourself well, then you can re- reproduce that well out wherever you're at with your team or with your family or with this or with that. Are there going to be bumps in the road? Absolutely. That's called life. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you've got your, you know, we're rated G for the kids here, but if you've got your SHIT together, then you're going to be all good because yeah, it man. starts with you. Yeah. And it goes from there. And I think people forget that. Oh, if I just had a million dollar business, then I'd be happy or successful. Oh, well, if I just had a better voice or, you know, then I could be the next John Mayer or whatever like that. It's like, okay, well, if you put in the work and figure out a regimen and a schedule to get yourself to be the best that you can possibly be in those areas, then those results can come. But just thinking about those results and, and pointing at those results that's not really necessarily going to get you that result. You got to lead yourself to those results by taking action. And action is where people kind of get hung up too, because people are like, Oh, well, it's so far away. I don't know if I want to start. I don't know if I can uh, do that. And then they start talking themselves out of it. They start getting scared. They start having, what's that term? I've heard this term before, analysis paralysis. You're analyzing so much that your actions are paralyzed and you're doing nothing instead. And yeah. there's, I think there's a lot of that going on right now because people are a little bit afraid of potentially getting sick or whatever. Here's the truth. You could get sick no matter what day it is. It just happens to be enhanced right now. So you've got to think, okay, well, I've got to take certain action anyway because mm-hmm. there's always going to be some kind of fear in your life, whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's the fear of failure or whether it's I'm going to get on live and embarrass myself and not get all my cues right. Well, welcome to the club. Yeah. Most people, if not everyone in the world, is dealing with the same thing. So I think it's important to understand 
if you can lead yourself well, then you can lead others well. Yeah, absolutely. I think we forget that. We're worried about worried about everybody else and all this external stuff instead of focusing on the inward thinking and focusing what's going on in here. We fix that first and we can put out greatness. Yeah, no, I, I thank you so much for saying that because I actually was listening to something last night that exactly is um and I was actually feeding it into into a, uh, um, a like a mentee of mine um, I actually she's awesome and I, I just try to encourage her and she's doing amazing things um, but uh, I just I, I like I just feed feed encouragement I call them mentees because anyone who you can feed encouragement into I feel like I can be a mentee to anybody like if you can feed encouragement to me and teach me you can teach me anything I love it uh, they'll just, just don't teach me anything bad. I, uh, I I just am open to anything that I can learn that can create positive momentum in somebody else's life. So the other day, uh, last night, um, I had listened to this a podcast the night before, but uh, I'm just going to give a visual here. So like when you're in, um, when you get in an airplane, right, and uh, you sit down and and uh, then the, the stewardess comes out and they start going through, like, obviously, the trainings, the rules of like, you know, what you need to do in case of emergency happen. And when your air mask, oxygen mask pops down and they, they tell you, if you, you got an old elderly person or a kid next to you, make sure you take care of yourself first. Put on your mask first and then you can help them. Right. Um, and how true is that in life? How true is that? You got to take care of yourself. Right. You got to give yourself oxygen before you can actually get give oxygen to others and uh i think that's what i try to do right i try to do even with this podcast is i'm trying to give myself oxygen i'm trying to give myself um you know how i can lead well from other people i'm trying to give myself that oxygen right because i need that and then i can actually reproduce that by giving it to somebody else but i got to feed myself first and a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going to get out there. I'm going to do it, you know, and take that action. But like feed yourself. And um, action is so key. Like action is that. But the action is feeding yourself. Don't, you know, you can be selfless, but that's part of being selfless, right? Is feeding yourself that um, and then really building onto that and reproducing part of the reproduction of who you are. Um, and then really putting that, um, you know, that positivity. I know that, you know, some people don't want to hear all positivity. You know, you can't be all perpetually positive. You can. You can find a silver lining in every single scenario. It does not matter the scenario you are in. Um, you can find a silver lining. I've been through the hills and I've been through the valleys, but without a doubt, I can find, I the one thing I'm going through this study with Charles Stanley right now is uh, it's, it's called peace, but, um, it's one of the things that everything's controllable between your ears. Everything is controllable. It's up to you. You have the action to control your mindset. So you choose one way or another where you want to take your mind, but it's up to you to take that um, to take that route. So you want to take the high road, you take the high road. If you want to, if you want to take some other road, you can take some other road. But you definitely want to take control of that mindset, um, and that mindset is so 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 important. Um, and I, I thank you so much for bringing that up because I forgot that analogy, but give yourself oxygen, man, give yourself oxygen. You got to work yourself, work on yourself first. So give yourself oxygen. Um, and then you can, then you can do that, you know, put out that reproduction and, and give back to others and really take that action. So, and what does that look like? You know, that's going to be every, in every different scenario, right? Um, my, my action was a lot different than what somebody else's action is going to be. Um, you know, the, uh, I'm just, you know, put it in relevant terms. I just, 
you know, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, right? And uh, so I, you know, mine's, you know, action in, in my business, but knowing my purpose and my why, uh, I'm so, every day, what I think, uh, I think Patrick Lincey, he's, he's the one who actually brought this up to me, but, um, and Pat, I think you're familiar with him. I don't know if you know him, but uh, he is, he said that all you are is the chief reminding officer. You know, when you go into meetings, you're just reminding people of the vision, right? Something that, hey, this is something bigger than yourself. I remind myself, my team, every morning we have a meeting, right? And we have a positive meeting. Like we have to start the day off with a positive mindset. So we we might take 15 minutes, we might take 30 minutes, but we go in and we 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 say something positive. Hey, what positive? You know, and sometimes I really got to pull it out of people. Um, but what is what is the silver lining in the scenario? Like there is there is there's opportunity to see that. Um, but I always start out between fifteen and thirty fifteen and thirty minutes. We go roundtable of like where is the positive? Where do we see it? And it can both it can be personal, which I love the personal because then you get to know um, know them on a more personal, more intimate level. Your team members, but like. It, that it could be on a professional level too. And that's when they're just taking ownership in their job. Like, Hey, this, this happened. I loved it. Like, this is, you know, we, we got 95 per collect, collections and rent this month. Like, like it was, it was good. We just had really good momentum. We cleared up all of our bad debt, like stuff like that. That's just, you know, you're gaining momentum on a professional level, but I love getting to know my team members on a personal level. And that, so that's why we start out that positivity, man. I'm great to be grateful to be alive today. And there's a number of things that go around, you know, my, my executive assistant, she loves painting and she, she always brings that up. She loves her, her grandkid. That's a positive she had like almost a life. And, and, and like a lot of times what she brings up in our meetings. So, you know, just, those are the things, just asking questions, getting that momentum, that ball rolling, um, and that's part of the reproduction, but it allows people to start thinking like, what's my why? What's my purpose? Where am I going to be at in five years? Where am I going to be at in 10 years? Thinking of something like truly bigger than you are instead of going through the mundaneness of life, right? I used to be um, an accountant and then and in the financial setting, doing a financial uh, analysis and, and uh, earn value management for the Department of State and the Department of Defense. Like that is uh, like a background that I had. And, you know, when I had that lifestyle, I really didn't have like a true, true vision of where I was going. And then when I became an entrepreneur, um, roughly around like four or five years ago, things became bigger, set clockwork. And I started learning and wanted to learn more and more. And, and I just now I love learning about, you know, everything that I can absorb from people um, in general. And now I feel like, I have to, you know, I have to demonstrate, I have to give oxygen to other people, but I still give oxygen to myself like that. I work on myself and my reflection and my journaling every day in order to, in order to reproduce that. Right. And my why starts at home though. How am I going to reproduce? Like how are my children going to view me? I was actually uh, talking to one of my great buddies um, and he was just going through a spot in a spot in his life where he just needed some encouragement. And I was like, bro, um, I got you. Like, I'm here for you. And uh, this is kind of where I see things are going from here. And I just like, I just fed into him. And I said, but I, I asked him, I was like, dude, I want you to look at this. And I want you to look at this because he's an entrepreneur too. And I said, you know, you're working in your business and growing. And I know you're going through like, you're going through a pivotal time because you're in a, you're in growth phase. Like he's growing in his company and he's, he's super excited about it, but he's like, he's, it's burdened him down. He's just becoming like, he just is really, he just, he found it very difficult. Everything became super foggy. And he's like, dude, that like, there's just this, I, there's, there's a block, there's a restraint. And I said, man, look at this. And I'm like, 
have you fulfilled your why? Like, have you written down your why? My wife and I, we wrote down our, for our family. And I got this book from the book called traction, but my, my purpose, it's a business book. But the one thing I wanted to do was, was to create a family traction, right? So I created a vision statement, a mission statement. I think actually one of our early episodes that went through this, but we have our family core values. And, um, I was like, do you know that? I asked him that. I was like, is that written down? Do you know that? And uh, he said, he, he said, no, he's like, I don't like, I know the vision in my head, but it's not written down. And I was like, you need to sit down with your wife and build out your mission, your vision and your core values, because I know that's your why. Cause I knew, I just know that about him. I know his heart and his passion. Um, he's very instrumental in this church and, 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 uh, and mentoring other people. Um, and I just told him, I said, you got to establish that, man, because that is going to give you so much clarity when you go through your abiding in the mornings, when you journal in the mornings, when you go through these things, like that gives you so much clarity. And so he's like, yeah, man, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, that's bogged down. And I was like, when you get to the end of your life, um, are you, do you want your kids to see you as, wow, he built this badass company and we get you know we have millions of dollars and we get to do whatever we want now and uh, i didn't know him all that well because he worked all the time but he's leaving us a legacy of wealth and uh you know we get to experience that or do you want he worked his ass off and he did but we were number ones in his life and he's leaving us a couple million bucks he's leaving us a lot of money too he built a legacy off of that but he worked his ass off, but we knew he was his number one and that we knew him very well. And he's on his deathbed and we're like, dad, I loved you. You couldn't give any more. You couldn't have done any more for us. You gave us so much. You reproduced so well. And uh, he's like, man, he's like sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, I want, that's how I want my life to be. I want to maximize my life, but I want to have my why so well defined that my kids know man they he was he was a he worked hard as a dad he worked hard you know he worked even harder as a husband and he worked hard as a dad and then he worked on his business and he worked hard on his business you know and so i want them to see the work ethic in me because i work hard um but i also want to realize like my my why is so well defined you know my purpose is so well defined that like my vision is much greater than i am the i am and when i get to my deathbed I know that I want my kids to look at me and dad, man, you worked your ass off for us. Like you worked your ass off at home and for, and, and for mom, like you worked so hard. And, uh, and now, now you're seeing the fruits of your labor. You're seeing the fruits. Um, and, uh, you know, an author, I was talking with an author, uh, is actually a good friend of mine, Ashley Snavely. I hope you watch this, Ashley, shout out to you. But Bruce Snavely is an author. Um, phenomenal guy. And I just had this conversation with him and I was like, Bruce, man, um, you, you meant like, you see the fruits of your labor, you know, your children are just are amazing people. And, uh, that's, that's, that's just you, you know, you invested into your kids and now they just want to be around you. Right. And, uh, there's no friction in the household. You know, I'm sure they, they, you know, they got like the, the, the good, you know, kid banter and, but they just love each other. You know, they're a family that just loves each other. That's wholly united. Um, and they're an awesome family. 
And uh, I just think that's like, that is reproduction at his finest. This guy's at, you know, he's 60, mid 60 years old. And he's just a, a phenomenal man, a f- like even a better husband. And then he's reproduced well. Right. And he can see that he's like, man, I did like, I, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm in the process of reading one of his books right now. And it's, it's just so important to me, this topic of reproduction and reproducing who you are, because that, that is just so important to clearly define your why very early on. And then you get to, then you get to reproduce who you are and reproducing hard just doesn't, it isn't explained, um, in, in your personal life, but like, I'm trying to reproduce who I am, even in my business life, right? For the people that are on my team, like how am I reproducing in that capacity as well? Am I, you know, getting them to think much bigger than themselves, right? And uh, so that's that's just uh, anything else to add there, Pat? I'm going to end with a couple questions um, that I learned from John Maxwell. But if you want to add anything. No, man, I dig it. I think it's important, you know, be present at home. I mean, we we relocated so that we could have a place where I could run and build the business digitally um, and uh, be around the kids. And that's why we moved where we moved. We left the West Coast, left the beach. And the jobs that I used to work two years ago don't exist anymore because of what's going on right now with this pandemic. So while I feel for people that are out of work, obviously that's not a good thing. I made a conscious decision a few years ago to move in the right in a different direction. I consider it the right direction. You choose Mm -hmm. where your mind goes. My mind was going over here and I chose to send it that way. And so now I'm, you know, building a client list and building brands for people and helping people get a positive message out into the world. And I'm not, I changed environments and the environment I'm in now is virtual and digital. And mm-hmm. so that's why um, what I'm doing is, is thriving right now through this time. And I think it's important to remember that the decisions that you make right now are going to dictate who you are six months from now, 12 yeah. months from now, 15 months, two years from now. In 13, 14 days or so, I will be 600 days sober. I haven't drank alcohol in almost two years, coming up on two years. That's a decision that I made because, in my opinion, I'm one of those people that either I'm going to drink the whole entire bottle or I'm not going to do it at all. I chose to not do it at all anymore. That's how a decision that, that I had to make. How has that impacted? How has that impacted your family? Um, I think it's impacted us well. I think that you know I got stuff to do. I fill my schedule with stuff that I need to do, and when I feel like you know I want to do something that doesn't align with where I'm going, I just I, I take a different task. I, I remember that you know, that's not going to get me to where I want to go. That the results that I was getting when I was doing certain types of things wasn't what I wanted. And it's different for everybody. doesn't mean that everybody needs to stop drinking tomorrow. That's not what I'm saying. It doesn't mean alcohol is bad, bad. It's, it's the way my body reacts to it. Mm-hmm. That that is bad. And so, uh, you know, I think it's important to assess those things. None of us are perfect progress over perfection. You know, you need to be making progress. And that was the progress that I needed to make in that area at that time. So I just left it behind. I didn't do it for a long time till I was 25 or 26, maybe even later than that. Like I didn't go out when I was 21, like everyone else did and, you know, yeah. drink some beers in college. I didn't do that. Uh, I, I didn't start until later. And, and like everything, you know, I overdid it. 
So it's all good. So, and I'm choosing to overdo things that affect me in a positive way because I know now after analyzing, that's how I am. I'm one of those 10X types of people that like, I'm going to go all the way on it. So that's fine. Just don't go all the way on that. Go all the way on something else. Go all the way on the family. Go all the way on the, the digital marketing. Go all the way on singing positive stuff, putting out records or whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it's aligning with where you want to be in the future. That would be what I would say. This whole choose where your mind goes things is a, is a great lesson for anybody because it is a choice sometimes Mm -hmm. i find my mind getting off track i get frustrated or upset or something like that and like you said i choose to find the happiness in that it recenters me absolutely so that stuff is important because it's easy to get drained it's easy to get burned out and it's easy to you know kind of forget why you started doing what you do and it you got to recalibrate and recenter yourself sometimes so absolutely yeah, no, that, I think uh, it's most defined in one word, um, what you did and what I did even five years ago, and that's called a pivot, right? It's a simple pivot. Like, it literally, you just make a choice. You either make a choice, and then there's going to be failures along the way, but you got to redefine that um, definition of failure, right? Um, so if I failed, I owned up to it, and then how do I pivot right from it? So, you know, I pivot. And you pivot, you pivot every day. You either make small pivots or you make large pivots, right? Um, that was a big pivot, right? He's 600 days sober. Um, I pivoted into kind of sitting down and explaining my why, right? Am I going to get a divorce or am I going to, you know, it's lock into my marriage, lock into my wife and make something really, uh, really awesome out of it, right? Create a culture within my house. And that's what I decided to do. Um, one thing I want to end on, um, I learned from John Maxwell. Um, and I love, I don't, I don't like, I don't take all the questions down, but like when you sit down with John Maxwell, what, one of the most encouraging things that I've, that I, that I heard when I was listening to one of his podcasts is that if you sit down and actually, uh, are at, at lunch with him, he has questions for you, right? You would think that like, oh, dude, I'd like sitting down with John Maxwell. I would want to ask him so many questions, like life experiences, do all these things. But, uh, he'll sit down. He wants to know you, you know? He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like, I can explain my story all day. Like, Hey, no, I want to, I want to like, I want to ask you some questions. So I want to end off on this. I think there is super cool, but, um, he'll start off. He'll sit down. You're just having a casual lunch. And, uh, he's like, what are, what are the great lessons you've learned? And I'm like, dang, like that causes you to think, right? What are the great lessons I've learned? Like what? Uh, and uh, so like, I'm like, man, like, I, yeah, I guess there's a lot of lessons I've learned, you know, business, uh, relationships, we're talking about a few right now. How do you make a pivot? What does that look like? Um, you know, locking into people that are ahead of you, always locking into people that are ahead of you, whether it's in business or your marriage, locking in and really understanding those things. Really, you know, Carnegie says it, as I get older, I listen less to what people say and watch what people do. Uh, so you know, that's, that's a huge indicator of your success, right? I watch what people do. So that's huge. Um, second question, right? How has failure shaped your life? How has failure shaped your life? If, if you, if you're following somebody that's never failed, 
um, you're, you're, you're not going to do any, do any favors for yourself. Like everyone's failed and we learn through failure. So redefine your definition of failure. I love failing every day. I love doing things that are uncomfortable, right? This was never comfortable to hop on a live video with, uh, with Pat there. This was never uh, no comfortable for me to talk and kind of put my thoughts and feelings out in the world. But, um, you know, Hey, you know, I got to do it. I got to constantly put myself in uncomfortable situations. So how has failure shaped your life? Number three, what are your strengths? Keep people in their strength zone. Everyone has strengths. Everyone has passions. God's made us in a very, very unique way. So how do you keep people in their strength zone? You know, and identifying those strength zone in business, it's putting people in the right seats and really knowing if that if it's the wrong seat, right, early on and either repositioning or just saying, hey, it's not a good fit. Um, so you definitely need to make sure people are in their strength zone and then obviously empower them when they are in their strength zone. So what are your strengths? Write those down. What is your passion? Number four, knowing your passion is so big, right? One of my passions is relationships. I put on my page the other day, commitment is sexy. I've never been happier because I've com- I'm committed now, right? I'm committed. I don't let my eyes wander. I'm committed to my wife. I love my wife. I'm so passionate about my wife. Uh, commitment is sexy, man. Guys, remember that when we're we're having a rising divorce rate, you know, uh, get through those hurdles. You're going to go through uh, some really, really bad times. You're either going to have multiple relationships with different people, or you're going to have multiple relationships with the same person. I choose to have multiple relationships with the same person. My wife is not the same. She doesn't think the same. She doesn't act the same. And she doesn't look the same. She was when she was 18. She's 34 years old now. I love her how she's at 34 years old, you know, and I want to grow with her and I want to maintain that perspective that she's not going to be the same person at 34 as she is 40 and six years and 10 years and whatever. She's not going to be that same person. I'm going to love her differently. So you either can, you can either love her where she's at um, or you can love somebody else where they're like, no one's ever going to stay the same. You're going to cycle through, you're going to be different people, but you got to lock in and you got to make that constant choice to lock in. So commitment is sexy. What is your passion though? What is your passion? Identify your passion in life. It's so important to identify that passion. Mine, I have it outside of like, you know, my purpose and my why is obviously real estate. I love real estate. I love talking real estate. I love raising capital. I love building relationships with people. Um, I love, I love just cultivating. It's, it's great. It's a passion of mine. What's your passion? And don't make your passion video games. Don't make your passion uh, something that isn't going to like really empower the lives of others. Don't make it that, right? Your passion might be video games. And if it is, maybe utilize it for the purpose, how it is going to empower. But like, don't just make it like a video game or don't make it like working out for three hours by yourself. That's, uh, that's never going to be, make sure you're in tune. So those are, those are the, some of the things that I've learned because I've been in that stage, right? Working out for three hours, just getting as big as possible, uh, benching 375 pounds. Like, how's that going to, is that going to enhance my lifestyle? Probably not. Locking in my wife, man, is that good? Yeah, that's awesome. So know what is your passion? Find a good passion that's going to impact positively the lives of others. Um, number five, asking a person, I love this job, Maxwell asks, who do you know that I should know? Now, I thought at first, I'm like, that's kind of weird, right? Am I just talking past this guy? Like, I should know you? Like, no, I should know you. But um, it's, uh, I always go into a conversation 
that is exactly be a connector is how you can add value to other people right i always look like is there somebody that like that i should know that you should know or you should know somebody that i should know i always try to find a connection point where i can blend each other i was talking to one of my buddies hadn't talked to him actually in about a year and we hopped on a phone call and i was like hey man what are you doing how's business going he's an entrepreneur as well he does digital marketing i was like how are you and uh so his and his company just got taken over from private equity capital group. And I'm like, dude, congratulations. That's awesome. And uh, I was like, well, what do you do? I was asking questions. I was prodding. And then I was able to find I was like, dude, I have another buddy that does actually digital marketing as well. And he's hyper focused on he's hyper focused on doctors and ENTs and um, the uh I think I think there's some value there that I could connect you. Do you care if I like connect you to? Of course, man. So be a connector, always establish, but asking that question, who do you know maybe that I should know? Um, number six, what have you read that I should read? I love reading. I love podcasts are my main source of what I call reading. Um, I learn from people. It's a quick snapshot of an hour that I can build in. Um, but uh, I love reading too. I'm going through the E-Myth and in another book right now. I don't love um, multiple books at one time. I like kind of staying focused on one book. But um, right now it's a spiritual book and more of a business related book. So um, do that. Number seven, what have you done that I should do? I like that question. What have you done that I should do? So there's there's different experience of life that could be both like on a personal level or a professional level. But it's usually what have you done? How have you stretched yourself? How have you maximized yourself? And uh, how have you really maxed out? You know, the Ed Milet model, max out. Um, so what have you done that I should uh, should do? So make sure you're growing and make sure you're obviously, you know, getting acclimated to your environment, but in that growth phase and then asking people, hey, is there something you should you did that I can do to really to really create create more growth in my life? Number eight. Is there any way that I can add value to you? I was in a mastermind the other day. A guy came in. He added so much value to us. And I just had to ask him. I was like, is there any way I could add value to you today? Um, he came back with, dude, I like appreciate the vulnerability and that you've already you've already added value to me by some of the things that you had said. So um, I, I plan I go and Google a given a review. If they don't if they don't say like, oh, I there, there's no way I can't uh, that I can add value. You can always leave a Google review. Uh, I think that Google reviews are huge. They go a long ways. Um, if you're enjoying this, please subscribe. Um, give me some feedback. I love that sharing it. Um, it's that's that's adding value to me, right? I, you know, I'm trying to get the word out. Um, but yeah, is there any way I can add value to you? Um, ask that question. I love adding value to people. If there's any way I can add value, please. Um, will you speak honestly into my life? Um, how how crazy is that? Will you speak honestly into my life? Um, you're showing your vulnerability. Vulnerability is your biggest strength. I think that's so huge. Huge. Um, so like just being vulnerable with yourself. Hey, I want to learn. I want some feedback. Please give me feedback. I've asked so many people in this podcast, right? D tell me, tell me like I'm putting out content, but tell me how I can get better. And uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, you know what you could do? You could slow down. And uh, I talk fast. I get excited. I'm passionate about it. And I'm like, dude, that's some great feedback. So I definitely... Um, I definitely uh, love that. I love the feedback on how I can get better and I can put um, I can put that, you know, those anything that I can grab on to, to really to grow and, and get better in my life. 
And so I'm always looking to get better here. So please give me feedback. If you can give me feedback, I'm vulnerable to that. And then um, the last thing is, can I express gratitude to you? I love gratitude. I love sending gratitude emails. I try to do that. Um, I, I try to send gratitude texts on a daily basis. Um, Pat's gotten a few of those. I, I, I promise you that. Um, I'm extremely grateful for him. Um, and, uh, and, and people across the board in my life that have made an impact, I want to make sure um, that they know that I'm very grateful. And uh, that's it, man. That, those are the 10 questions um, that I think uh, can be a profound impact. You don't got to layer them up in every conversation. I think they can happen organically too. But those are some really good questions to ask some people to make sure that you're you, that you're growing. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's it from Reap the Harvest. Uh, check us out. Subscribe to us. Please share. And uh, you guys have an awesome Friday. Feliz Viernes. We out. Peace. Thanks, guys and gals. Share the stream. Subscribe on podcast sites. we got a lot of updates coming to all the channels, and we hope to see you all soon.